that's a stone. That's his voice and uh, uh, we are going to be emceeing an event where um, young child's uh, um, plight of living with a condition is is going to be turned into a triumph and I'm hoping that we can speak to him soon uh, where we talk about Untlamets. Untlamets is one of those um, human beings, souls that will never be wiped off uh, in in, in our history and uh, uh, he's very close, he was very, very close to Untlamets. Ntlamezi used to call uh, Stone Siete my future bay <laughs> and uncle at the same time. Cute. And that's uh, Winds of Change, Jimmy Lulu featuring uh, Bongo Muffin. And that rendition um, uh, was uh, by Stone Siete, who's part of uh, Bongo Muffin, uh, talking about Setsuetsuya uh, Sa Moya. And uh, that is Winds of Change. Uh, thank you so much for connecting with us. And right now, as we talk about something has to give, a wind of change has to happen. When we look at uh, the stats um, reporting uh, about gender-based violence, that one in five South African women have experienced some form of gender-based violence. And I'm hoping that, uh, uh, you know, soon it will be revealed whether there's truth in an allegation um, that uh, uh, the ANC spokesperson, national spokesperson, has been accused uh, by his PA of sexually harassing him. I mean, this just is an unending story. And I'm hoping that um, the truth Truth will be revealed and action will be taken against any man that abuses uh, women. Um, and, and right now joining us uh, to talk about uh, what role can men play in, in ending this sketch is Silo Makegangobe. Good afternoon and welcome, sir. Hey, Christopher, thank you very much and uh, good afternoon to the listeners. You know, sometimes when you talk about gender-based violence, it, it, it feels like one is swimming against the tide. Um, I, one, I ask myself, are there enough voices of men who um, say that not in my name? Um, and I, I will go to the streets and march against any man that abuses um, and, and men who stand up against violence. And, and then you read stats like one in five. Where do we find these perpetrators? Hey, man, you know, I, I, I just want to say, uh, Chris, that if you look at how our society has been like for the past maybe decades, I think for as long as I have lived, and I've lived for five decades, and I think the the, the four decades that I have lived, uh, or even maybe just the formative decades of my life, mm. I grew up you know, with, um, what is it, the violence against women being something that was very prevalent, mm. you know, and most of us, we grow up with that, we grow up with that, you know. And um, for me, it, it, it is more like, you know, there, is, there are more of us who are guilty of this than there are few of us that can speak out. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think there's, you know, I was saying to somebody, I think there's got to be a way where there will be a space that will be created for men to either, you know, if ever they have to go privately and own up mm. to, you know, this is how we have, we have been shaped, you know, because many of us are guilty of it. Yeah. And, and you know, you know um, abuse come in, in different forms. 
um, because sometimes uh, trying to uh, fit in within social constructs, social norms, uh, you end up being accused of, of uh, sexually harassing. Uh, and, and at times people wonder, how did I do that? Do you believe that most perpetrators even know what gender-based violence looks like? Mm. You know, I mean, I mean, you look at, I mean, you just have to look at how basically we've been socialized. I mean, you know, the other time I was talking to a friend, and we were talking about how, for instance, when we used to even sometimes propose love to girls, you know, there would be that twisting of the arm. You know what I mean? And uh, it was an acceptable mm. way of doing, of proposing love at, at a certain point. You know, and how do you undo that socialization? You know, and the thing about, about you know, about um, behavior is that one leads to another. Yeah. You know, hence people who, you know, who know drugs will say that, for instance, Dhaka is an entry point. You, you know, and in everything that happens, there are always entry points of, you know, and that end up being worse in the long run. Mm. You know, and I don't want to, I'm not speaking here trying to condone, but I'm just saying that, you know, let's sit down and look at the how we have, yeah, and, and where we come from and how did we turn out to be this way and begin to have sensible conversations, you know, because I'm also even the other thing of just pointing fingers at, mm. each, at each other. It is not solving the problem. It really is not solving a problem. I, I, I love you know? what you just said, um, that how did we become this way? Um, because if mm-hmm. you don't go back to the cause, if you don't go back to the source, uh, you'll continue. I mean, one wise woman once told me that if you have directions and your very first turn is wrong, uh, no matter how accurately you follow the rest of the directions, you'll never reach your destination because your first turn was incorrect. Um, so in, in encouraging these um, social conversations, dialogues, who, where must they be housed? I'll, and I'll get an answer to that uh, straight after this news break. It's not a news break. We're paying the bills. SAFM Radio and at Positive GP on Twitter. And I guess in applied uh, to build a South Africa that all of us can be proud of um, in this uh, uh, International Day of Human Rights as we end 16 days of no violence against women and children. Um, <laughs> Looking at one in five, one in five, I mean, as you look around in your office, um, as you walk in the streets with your headphones on, uh, you look around, one in every five women has experienced some form of abuse, gender-based violence of sort, especially sexual harassment. And, And you ask yourself, where are these men for? Where are they from? And joining us um, right now on the line is Mr. Silo Makeganube. And uh, let's talk about, I mean, it's all good and well to say this is how we socialized. Uh, but whose children, whose fathers, whose uncles are these, Mr. Make? I mean, these are, our, I mean, I'm my, I'm my mother's child. And uh, all of us, you know, we belong to mothers mm. and we belong to fathers. Sometimes fathers that were not present, yeah. you know, and um, basically just uh, solely raised by our mothers. And but also, you know, I mean, you know, and we cannot, you know, uh, overlook the fact of I mean, the, the, the fact that, you know, it has to do with how we have been socialized mm. and how, for instance, even at times, you know, our families basically just 
you know, protect, abuse as well. You know, scatter, uh, scatter around the issue of of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know, I mean, for instance, if ever, for instance, you know, mothers would protect their sons, and they say, you know, come on, you now. Yes, she was wearing a short dress. She provoked him. Sure. You know, and 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 then that's another woman basically, basically justifying, mm. you know, the abuse of uh, of a woman. And then for me, it's like oh, we just have to have you know these serious conversations. I mean, you were asking, you know, just before we went, on, you know, you know, on, on the break, that uh, you know, where shall these conversations, you know, be held? Who is you know, responsible? Hmm. I mean, these conversations first, they've got to start, you know, individually. You know, you have to have this conversation about yourself. You know, mm. if ever you are not, you know, guilty of this, you know, lucky you. And uh, basically going to help, you know, those who are around you and, you know, basically begin to help them to have a better conversation. Sure. You know, and then secondly, you know, if you have a boy child, you know, if you're a man and you've got a boy child, you know, if you're not guilty of it, then begin to actually sow uh, the, the seeds of good behavior and modeling good behavior, you know, to your son. You know, mm. and, and basically for me, you know, it, it started individually as far back as 1984. Somebody was saying that I'm saying this because I'm trying to charm women. I'm not trying to charm anyone. I'm too old to be charming women now. I'm two years away from Sasa. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> you know? Just strengthening so, my jaws. <laughs> so I mean, and the one thing that I did, I started this conversation as far back to with myself. You know, as far back as '84 and 1998. You know, I got the opportunity of working with uh, an NGO called Adapt, and they were, I think, pioneers in you know having men as partners in the fight against. Um, um, you know, fight against domestic violence, mm. as it was called then. And, uh, you know, they had these four young men who wanted to do a play, and I went and, because it was a subject that before, I mean, as far as 84, that I've been wanting to, to interrogate, you know. Got the opportunity, and we ended up, you know, doing a play called Coming, which, you know, this year was taken around, uh, around the provinces when we were having men's uh, parliaments, you know, provincial men's parliament. You know, and um, you know, and I started that conversation, unpacked the whole thing of. I mean, I didn't know it was called. You know, it would later be called toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. But the play coming, you know, basically represents you know toxic masculinity. So, and we are loaded with it. So now that we know, we have a name for it. Uh, where to from here? How do we create healing spaces and environments for people to recognize that I am part of um, perpetuating toxic masculinity and therefore help looks like this? You know, that is why I say, you know, I think that somehow we've got to create spaces for ourselves. In fact, I think here's a start. Yesterday, I mean, you know, that I saw in the, on the news uh, this morning that, uh, the, you know, uh, the, we were celebrating 20 years of uh, the TRC. You know, and basically, I created this play also in 1998, and basic and the play is 20 years old. And maybe what we do, we need to do is actually to have a TRC, you know, in 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 in, in the gender-based violence uh, environment, you know. And and instead of calling it a commission, maybe say you know we need a, a truth and reconciliating uh, reconciliation conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Because men and women, we really, I mean, and especially when it comes to intimate partner uh, violence, you know, we mm-hmm. need to have those kind of conversations, including invisible violence, which sometimes happen in, 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 in intimate relationships. You know, we really need to have a genuine and honest and authentic conversation around this subject so mm-hmm. that once we develop a vocabulary to address these things, we will also be helping even our children and uh, passing on a DNA of this vocabulary to them. All right. Okay, let's take your calls uh, right now as we talk about uh, gender-based violence. Uh, what needs to give? Uh, what role can men play uh, in ensuring that uh, we end gender-based violence? WhatsApp voice note on 0614-104-107 and uh, also um, at SAFM Radio, both on Twitter and uh, Facebook. And some of your messages, um, we posted a question on, uh, um, on, on Twitter. What role should men play? play in ending gender-based violence and uh, Lesejo M responded uh, saying anything but being abusive please um, no e-wallet uh, requester, uh, whatever role. It must just be a role that um, uh, you know uh, shows them off as nice and gentle and real. That's all we're asking for as women and I guess you know a lot of women would say amen to that I'm not sure whether I can take this call now um, because we're going to have a news break and I'm going to be rude and and, and inter because uh, this is a very important call. I think let's rather take a voice note, a WhatsApp voice note. Every boy has a mother and that's where the problem <coughs> begins. Mothers must try to rear children, boys who are not going to assault women. Yeah, mothers must raise. But where are the fathers in this? Because that's the role we're asking about. What sort of role can men play? And I guess you can be a father to your child, can't you? All right, let's take the last voice note. Hi, this is Chris Alda. My name is Pumlani. Uh, you're talking uh, about nice topic there. I have, I have a problem here about women supporting that a man who abuse a woman take an instance like mr zuma he was accused of something big something that's unspeakable rape but women did support him women in big position stand by zuma they didn't think twice about this woman how his hair life changes. So that's South Africa for us. If you are poor, they will crucify you, the woman. Thank you. But you're not answering the question. You know, one of the biggest challenges uh, for us as South Africans is, is the inability to just uh, be direct to the issue um, that is being raised at the time. The question is, what can men do did you speak up at the time about the women who were supporting former President Jacob Zuma? Um, and, and were you vocal enough to speak uh, your truth? Because pointing it back to women is not helping us. Here's the news headlines with Utile Sako. 104.4 FM in Durban.
All right, uh, you find us 104 to 107 FM nationwide. And uh, we spoke uh, to her not so long ago about, uh, you know, the role that women can play. And and, uh, right now joining us on the line, Nanangobese, joining us from Cape Town. uh, No, KwaZulu Natal. Good afternoon and welcome, ma'am. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those challenges that I'm I'm so glad that you are actually listening because we we keep talking. I feel like we're not getting to what needs to happen. We talk past each you. other. I get you. Yeah. You know, Chriselda, uh, I would like to to actually echo the sentiments of of You know, well, I was shocked out of my skin. I was talking to this young man who is a, um, what do you call that, this reverend who have gone to school, you know, have done this thing thoroughly. Young man, uh, funny enough. He said, there is nothing we are going to change in this country until we change how church, church, mm. changes mm. its message mm. to mm. see women as equals. Yeah. Because we start early as young kids being told that we are the net, we are not the head, we are this, we are that. Mm. And by the time we actually uh, wake up to that, the messaging is, is thoroughly filled in our in our psyches. I was shocked. I mean, I keep saying this to many people. that How can a young person know what I, I could never piece together and say? He says, whether you are talking in politics, you are talking in radio, whatever, until you go to church and yeah. and change that message, it's not going to change because from Sunday school, the girls are taught that you are lesser than. Mm. And and this this uh, sentiment was echoed by um, Reverend Bafana Kumalo uh, from Sonke Gender Justice two weeks ago, saying the church has to take yes. the lead. Yes, if the men are going to do anything, they must force their reverends and pastors and whoever mm. to tell us the truth that everyone is born equal and they all do a different different roles in community, but they are all they are all equal. But until the church does that, it's not going to change. That's why this young man told me. And that's why we see resistance in many areas because girls have been messaged to differently all the mm-hmm. time. By the time they are grown up, those those messages are sitting there. And that's why we call Baba wherever we see men. Yeah. And you're like, you know, but my father died in 1980, so why should I call another man Baba? I can't. Because sure. those are the things that have been done to us as children. So the sooner we learn to do those things, the sooner we understand the role of the church and religion in our communities, the sooner we'll actually understand that our task is bigger than just the politics and the gender-based yeah. violence. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much for that contribution. Uh, Mr. Ngobe, I'm sure you, 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 you agree um, that church no, is I, I, also... I couldn't, I couldn't hear her. I couldn't hear okay, her she all. was talking about mm. the role that the church can play. Um, in, yeah. in, in, because, I, I mean, part of um, so much patriarchy is found in, 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 in religion. So the church also mm-hmm. has a huge role to play. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that that goes without saying. But also I think we must, I think there's, you know, I think there's, you know, there, as much as there is toxic masculinity, we've got to understand as well that there is toxic patriarchy, mm. you know, and there is healthy patriarchy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, and, and, and we've got to find a way of, you know, balancing the two. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and one of the things, I mean, you know, that, you you know, I mean, you were remarking about the, I think, the voice note that was sent earlier on that, 
you know, the guy wasn't answering the, the you know, the, the question. And it is so true. Men, when we've got to talk about this issue, would talk about any other thing except our involvement and our contribution, you know, in our daily lives. Because in our daily lives, we are one way or the other, have been or still are guilty, you know, of yeah. perpetuating, you know, violence against women and even children. All right. SMSs. My father was never at home. He was in the British Navy. I was raised by my mother. A boy doesn't necessarily need a father to teach him right from wrong. My mother handled it just fine. And that's from Chris in Somerset West. And uh, Stay in Deben says, boys are taught to be strong and uh, not to cry, to fight back when challenged and act like men. Um, By the time they start abusing women, it's already too late, and that's staying in Devon. And uh, I, I mean, as we conclude, we we have a WhatsApp voice note first. I, I just want to read this tweet, and uh, that was sent by Despicable Me. Hi, Chris Alda. It's it's Leslie here. I think what is needed in South Africa is that we request every male not to be absent in the upbringing of their boys because what a boy need in his life it's a father figure that will play that role of being a honest loving father to the wife and to the kids because what we see now is mostly the result of the outcome of absent fathers who are out there and acting like they are innocent whereas they are failing to show they are upcoming boys what love is it is very sad to see a young boy growing up and starting to play dirty games at a very tender age that speaks volumes to the parenting we are urging fathers males boys to please be present in the upbringing of a boy child thank you bye-bye leslie thank you very much leslie fathers Please be present in the upbringing of your child, not just boys, um, your child, um, because uh, a, a girl gets taught by their father. Um, for girls, your first love is your dad. And if he's absent, then then it's tragic. Last voice note. Hi, Chris Alda. I think what's important for us as men is that we really need to learn um more about gbv i think for us one of the issue is that we don't understand the term gbv and for us who understand it we need to create an awareness that's the first part of it we need to make people aware that what they're doing is incorrect because in most cases not not most of the time but some instances people don't actually know that they're doing what they're doing is wrong they think that, oh, it's actually what I've learned from my uh, parents or whoever, and then they follow suit. So us as men need to really sit down and find a way to spread the word. That's the first part we need to do. And then moving forward, what needs to happen is we need to roll out programs, like I'm a Stepping Stones program, things that will teach people or young men how to to better themselves. I think that should be a nationwide thing. We know that it's still happening, it's happening, but we need to emphasize on it. 
because GBV is one of the highest uh, social ills here in South Africa, and we need to take action on that. Well, you also have a voice for radio. I hope you consider that in future. Uh, someone sent us an SMS saying men and women are equal, question mark. Please, let's discuss Genesis 3, verse 16. And I'd like to say, if you're taking it to the Bible, read about um, the resurrection of Christ and some of all these, some of these ills um, that are perpetuated by Scripture have been addressed um, post-Christ. Uh, all right, and, and a tweet um we talk about how many women were raped last year and not about how many men raped women we talk about how many girls in a school district were harassed last year and not about how many boys harassed girls we talk about how many teenagers uh, teenage girls in the state of uh, vermont uh, got pregnant last year rather than how many men boys impregnated girls so you can see how the use of this passive voice has a political effect. It shifts the focus off of men and boys and onto the girls and women. Even the term violence against women is problematic. It's passive construction. Uh, there's no active agent in this sentence. Hmm. Yeah, it's a bad yeah, thing. interesting one. Sure. It's a bad thing mm. um, that happens to women. But when when you look at uh, the term violence against women, nobody is going um, it, it is doing it to them. Uh, it it happens to them, and men aren't even a part of it. And that's from Jackson mm. Kites. Thank you so much uh, wow. for that post, um, uh, despicable me, and uh, posting that and saying no comment. I guess yes, we've come a long way, but are we doing? the right things are we are we doing what's supposed to be done in order for us to address this issue hey man you know uh, you know i tell you you know somehow this conversation because uh, is actually i mean in a way it is depressing but you know we we cannot just maybe just wallow in that depression we mm. have to find a way of how best can we deal with this thing you know and i think there's just two things because i heard we were just about to close this conversation sure. There are just two things that um, that I would like to say, and it's all. It's, it's one thing that leads to another. It's like first and foremost. I think all in all, we need a whole lot of healing. You know, between couples, a lot of healing. You know, just you know, as a nation, because at the end of it all, hurt people hurt people. You have to be in pain to cause pain. Wow. You know, and I think that's for me, that is just a general rule. And we have to start having, having sensible conversations amongst ourselves. That's it. You know, we have to address this thing, you know, in a very decent way, addressing it by throwing stones and not articulating it well and making each other understand it won't help us. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, when we grew up, I mean, you know, I, I mean I'm a 76, you know, but in generation, mm. we used to, we threw stones, you know, into the 80s. But when we got into the 90s, there was what? Negotiations. Mm. You know what I mean? People had to come around the table and, you know, thresh it out. You know, and I think that's what we need. And we we can't go on. I mean, you know, I think white people have been forgiven for their apartheid that they have 
emitted on 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 black people mm. you know and we came to a negotiation we came to a settlement and we need to do that to ourselves and those settlement know, conversations mm. are coming out now and they head so deep um, because we were not part of it, but unfortunately, some of the consequences we suffer severely. And I guess going back to the drawing board will help. Um, so where do we find you, Mr. Makigangub? Look, Ma, you know you can find me. I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter, even though I don't tweet a lot. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, it's at MKN, at, uh, at MKN, and then I'm also on, um, what is it, on Facebook, Makigangube. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, and also, I mean, there's a there's an organization that I've started called Optimum Rising, which I launched in TUT, mm-hmm. uh, which is aimed at uh, sensitizing young men at uh, tertiary institutions on gender issues. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I mean, the, the fight goes on, you know, and the struggle goes on. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. That's uh, Mr. Siloma Kegangube. And we're talking about the role men uh, can play in ending gender-based violence. And uh, Mandi Samasheho, uh, it has to be, um, when I read a tweet, I can't read it as a matter of factly when I don't receive it from uh, the person who's supposedly the perpetrator. And uh, the tweet uh, says, Chris Alda, darling, please don't say uh, that we need to check if it's true that... Uh, my ANC spokesperson uh, has sexually harassed his PA. Um, Try words like uh, there's an allegation that it's a tweet from a person who um, whose Twitter account and Facebook account was hacked, I know how people can just send something that is not factual. So when we get the facts, we'll definitely deal with it. That I can promise you. 